1: Sport city, sport city, Shep, Shep. Sport city, sport city, Shep, Shep. Sport city, sport city, Shep, chef, Sport city, sport city. Yes, no we got a brand new present, Joe Biden, we riding. I pray you heaven sent. Word from the wise, my people stay ahead of. Come on. I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements. It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it. Case goes from cold to hot. State Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your the spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman and MF Doom, the clouds loom. to so tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs.
0: What's going on, Sports City? Mike Harvey here with you for the Roundtable Gumbo. I'm hoping my co-host, Mr. Chandler Knight, will come in and join me tonight. But in the meantime, I'll be flying solo until hopefully he shows up. So we'll see what happens on a Thursday night. We're going to have a very abbreviated version if I don't have my co-host show up. But just a few things I want to cover real quick. Uh, Leading up to everything happening this first weekend of March, so let's start on the basketball court. Uh, first of all, you got women's college tournaments all over the globe this weekend. SEC tournament, South Carolina undefeated season, number one seed LSU with only one loss to the aforementioned Gamecocks. As a number two seed, Tennessee's a three seed over there. ACC, Big East, all your major conference tournaments this weekend on the women's side. Tickets being punched all over the place. Uh, championships wrapping up this weekend, and of course everything pointing towards selection Monday on the women's side, which will be 11 days from tonight, where we will see the brackets. The cool thing about the women's tournament is we still have those uh, the top four seeds post those first two rounds uh, in that tournament. So we see things there going on. Oh, let's see. This is, this is also our last weekend of regular season college basketball. So people trying to punch their tickets, get ready for the conference tournaments, getting ready seating and everything getting uh, sorted out right there. Um, You got Houston, you got everybody in the Big Ten. You know, Indiana beats Purdue twice and then gets blown on home by Iowa. Um, Big 12 basketball still trying to get wrapped up. So, uh, Big East, all your major conference teams uh, wrapping up the regular season this week. And then we start getting into those men's tournaments uh, next weekend, getting ready for March Madness as well. And all that goes towards Selection Sunday, which is, of course, 10 days from now. I think I saw something when you that said that Thursday and Friday of the opening weekend of college uh the college basketball tournament is some of the most least productive work days <laughs> in the country because basketball all over the place starting at like noon eastern time all day on Thursday and Friday. You guys know uh you know those thirty two i guess what's considered now second round games since they went up to 68. And, of course, there's been lots of conversation about continuing to expand the tournament uh, up to maybe 96 teams or whatever in the future. So we'll see what happens as far as that goes. Um, But real quick, this is Roundtable Gumbo. This is the Sports City Chefs uh, brought to you by PHI Apparel. Check them out at phiapparel.co, phiapparel.co. Listen, the Sixers playing good uh, basketball right now. You got the Flyers still in season. Uh, lots of excitement around the Phillies, their traits are signing and everything. Those guys coming off a World Series last year, they really believe they're ready to contend and possibly win the Eastern Division. So, uh, you know, I'm not a, a Phillies sports fan, but there's a lot of them out there. So if you are one or you know somebody that is one, Check them out, co, not .com, but .co. Use the promo code chefs at checkout. Grab yourself a 15% discount there. Uh, many thanks to PHI Apparel. They, listen, they got lots of uh, nice designs. You're sure to stand out in the crowd. So uh, they got nice, good looks. Fresh apparel there from uh, PHI Apparel. So uh, check them out. Uh, other shout-outs real quick. Much respect to the Timeless One TP. Without him, I wouldn't be here, and uh, much respect uh, up to Villain and to uh, Sirius Simmons. My co host Mr. Chan, tonight. Hopefully, he will show up tonight. If not, we will uh, be back at it again next week. Hopefully, we will be back in the saddle with me again uh, if he's unable to make it tonight. So, um, also, man, like, I know, uh, you know, real quick, I know that at times things uh life happens, man. So just uh, prayers up to uh, the villain and to Sirius. I know they've lost some uh, loved ones recently, so uh, prayers up, respect to you guys, man. Healing vibes and all that good stuff for you both. Uh, Now, that takes care of uh, college basketball. Uh, Timeless and I do the Sunday morning brunch every Sunday morning. At 11 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, we hit a lot of those buzzer beaters from this past Sunday, Saturday. Um, so if you want to go check out that show and listen to what we had going on on Sunday, uh, we kind of recapped uh, things going on in the college sports world, in the college hoops world. So uh, feel free to uh, give that show a listen and uh, check out what we, he and I did there on the time of Sunday morning brunch. We have uh, college baseball in full effect. And then uh, on the personal side, I bring this up every year, so I'm going to do it again. We do have the uh, conference tournaments for wrestling coming up this weekend as well, Big Tens, Big Twelves, EIWA, which is pretty much your Ivy Leagues, and then some of those schools in the Northeast, Um, ACC, Pac-12, MAC, Mid-American Conference. Uh, those tournaments and uh, SoCon Southern Conference and their qualifiers so everybody will be punching their ticket to the NCAA wrestling tournament. The tournament always runs concurrently with the first weekend of March Madness of the NCAA tournament. So that will be heading up. A couple of fun facts in the college wrestling world uh, this year. There has been four four-time national champs in college wrestling. Uh, That's really hard to do, to win it all four years. Uh, The first one to do it was Pat Smith, who's the brother of John Smith, the head coach at Oklahoma State. Uh, Kale Sanderson, who's now been a long-time head coach now at Penn State, and is the head coach of the most dominant program in the country. Um, He did it, and the thing that made his unique was over four years, he never lost a college match. And then we also have uh, a kid named Logan Stever from Ohio State University. And then the other one who also just won bronze in the 21 Olympics, the guy named Kyle Dake from Cornell. Kyle Dake was unique because he was the first one to win four national titles at four different weight classes, which has never been done before. So uh, that was impressive. Um, And so why do I tell you that? Why do I recap that? Because this year we have a unique opportunity to see two guys uh, become four-time national champs. So we can increase that total number of four-timers by 50% this year. We have two kids that have a chance to do that. One of them is a kid from Iowa named Spencer Lee. He's a Pennsylvania kid. Uh, But he has a chance to win his fourth at 125 pounds. And then the other one is another kid from Cornell. So Cornell would have a chance to have two uh, four-timers. Then that kid's name is Yanni Diakamahalas. Yanni Diakamahalas has a chance to win his fourth. So um, those are two things to watch um, on college wrestling. I know that ESPN does a good job of covering national tournaments. Uh, Big Ten networks covering Big Ten this weekend, Um, and then ESPN Plus is going to be covering um, some of the other ones. uh, The Big 12. I think you can actually on some of those Fox Sports uh, platforms you can catch Pac 12 and some of those as well. So uh, that's happening this weekend. Always have to cover a little bit of the uh, of the college wrestling world. Not that a lot of people care, but I do so. platform, I get a chance to share with you guys. Uh, once again, this is the Roundtable Gumbo, Michael Harvey, Chandler Knight, my co-host, absent right now, but hopefully uh, he will come back in and join us uh, very soon. If not, hopefully he'll be back with us again uh, next week. couple other things to mention this week, NFL Combine, Some of the top players not working out, but some are. I think Will Anderson from Alabama is going to do all the workouts. Uh, Him and Jalen Carter, two of the top uh, defensive guys who are rumored to be in line for that first overall pick, assuming the Bears don't trade back, which very possibly could happen. Um, uh, Jalen Carter also was implicated. There was a warrant issued for his arrest. Apparently he went home and... uh, took care of that and bailed out yesterday. But as you guys know, the night of the national championship game, there was a wreck that caused, uh, unfortunately, a premature end of life for a Georgia football player and another staff person. So, uh, Jalen Carter, uh, was cited for a wreck was driving and racing and some of that kind of stuff around that, that situation. So hope whatever gets worked out right there. Um, and that, you know, what what needs to be answered for it can be and this kid's allowed to uh move on with his future. So I don't know the whole story as far as what happened, I don't know that anybody truly does yet. But hopefully that uh that'll work itself out and we'll see what kind of effect that might have on Mr Jalen Carter. Uh in the draft. Obviously, you know, top two quarterbacks, Bryce Young, C J Stroud in this draft. You are also hear him talk about Will Bevis from Kentucky, Anthony Richardson from Florida, uh Max uh Duggan from uh T C U. So there's some interesting uh quarterback prospects. Uh Ujell Robinson from Texas, very highly rated running back. Uh prospect, we'll see, because we know running back continue to get devalued, so uh, you know, we'll see where he falls in that draft, but uh, this week I know NFL Network has a lot of them, I think the quarterbacks are throwing Saturday, so uh, you know, if you want to take a look at some of these tests, three-cone drills, some of these 40 times, and all this kind of stuff, uh, you can see a lot of this stuff on NFL Network this week, so uh, NFL Combine, where uh, you know, the first step on the in that uh, process of uh, sort of solidifying yourself at the next level. So uh, that's going on this week as well. On the NFL side, this league year is starting up, I think, by March the 15th is when a lot of these things have to be taken care of. So I know Derek Carr is talking with the Saints and the Panthers and the Giants and maybe a few other teams. Uh, there's still discussion going on around – Lamar Jackson and what's going to happen with him, are the Ravens going to franchise him, are they going to do anything different. So uh, that's something that they're watching. Also, apparently Aaron Rodgers just coming back from his quote-unquote darkness retreat. So uh, he says and came out earlier this week and said he's going to have an answer soon, but he didn't like the way that uh, – you know, at early on in his career, Britt Favre sort of drug that out. So uh, he apparently says that he's going to do it differently. So uh, we'll see what happens there, whether it's back in Green Bay, whether they work work a deal out for him to go somewhere else. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood and what happens there. So um, those are a few stories that bear watching in the NFL. Um, also, uh, there's sure to be some trading around Uh, with these first round of draft picks. And then, you know, as this new league year starts to come about, what players get cut, what players uh, restructure deals, and what do these teams do to be able to stay under the cap, there's uh, a few teams that have a lot of work to do, Tampa, the Saints, uh, a few other teams are really in salary cap trouble. So how are they able to restructure that and what can they do there to make that work? I know I saw this week, that Tampa is planning to uh, release Leonard Fournette. So that's another guy that's going to be coming on to the the free agent market at the running back position. So um, It'll be interesting to see. There's always a few big names uh, that are released in those first couple weeks of March as we lead into the start of this new league year because every team has to be under the salary cap by the start of that year. And so for these teams that are way over what they can't restructure, they have to trim off and drop. So uh, keep an eye out for transactions and, and player movement over the course of these uh, next couple of weeks. It'll be interesting to see um, how it all shakes out in the NFL. So we have the, the Derek Carr situation and Rogers, where does Jimmy G go? Um, Lots of things still to be sort of uh, sorted out there. So, um, I think that's about it so far on the uh, NFL level. For those of you that really need your football fix, you have USFL and XFL type stuff uh, going on on weekends now. Um, So, you know, some of those players you may recognize, some not. I know that uh, A.J. McCann, former Alabama quarterback, has helped lead his team to uh, -to back-to-back wins to start the XFL season. So um, that football league is alive and as well as can be expected. So if you really feel like you need a football fix, uh, there's some of that on the weekends as well. So uh, just something to sort of keep your eye on. National Basketball Association, uh, big news around the league over the last uh, week. LaMelo Ball, uh, fractured ankle, going to be out maybe for the rest of the season. LeBron James and the Lakers comeback win on Sunday against the Mavericks uh, said he felt a pop in his foot. There's talk that he could miss several weeks. Uh, with the news flash, I think LeBron's probably going to be out the rest of the season. Uh, he's played at a really high level. Uh, Father time catches up to everybody, though. So uh, we will see, you know, what that means for this franchise. The roster is still a little bit better constructed, but the only way that they have a chance to even make the playoffs, I think, is they're going to have to keep Anthony Davis healthy in order to be able to compete. Um, He has been so far, but we'll see. We have uh, 19 games left, I believe, because they came out of the break. They won their first game against Golden State. Uh, they beat Dallas. They lost on Tuesday night to Memphis, and they beat the Thunder last night. So I think they're 3-1 after the All-Star break. As of right now, they had 23 games. So uh, 19 to go. We'll see if the Lakers can remain relevant. You know, there's a lot of talk about Luka going to – uh, Dallas, they were ahead last time I looked tonight, but they have not... I'm sorry about Kyrie going to Dallas to join Luka. Uh, the Mavericks won their first game after Kyrie got there. Luca was not in the lineup. They have yet to win with both of those guys in the lineup together. So, um, can they get that figured out? That's going to be real interesting to see. Uh, but they have not yet won with those two guys in the lineup. So, That's something that bears watching. Kevin Durant, on a minutes restriction, made his Phoenix debut last night. Uh, 20 points in 27 minutes. Looks pretty free and easy, so we'll see what that looks like and what that Phoenix team can do uh, moving forward. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans really hit a free fall and have continued to struggle, um, so they may mess around and fall all the way out if they're not careful. So that's another team that bears watching in the West Denver right now sitting in first place, but they lost a a big game this past weekend to the Memphis Grizzlies and lost fairly handily. So, uh, you know, keep an eye out on uh, Memphis and see if they can continue to push their way up in the Western conference. Uh, Milwaukee without Giannis got some things going on with his wrist. Uh, they still won several in a row. The Knicks are playing pretty good basketball right now as well. So, uh, what these teams do continue to do in the East, uh, Bears watching as well, we are definitely down to said 20 games left. So uh, in the next two months as we round everything out will be sooner than that. But down the home stretch um, in the NBA, that all-star break is not the halfway point. It's almost uh, two-thirds or in some cases almost three-fourths of the way through. So, uh we are working on that home stretch right now in basketball, so uh, that's coming down the stretch. And then we turn to baseball. A few things to cover there: the World Baseball Classic starting to get kicked off. Another Far East teams are starting to play uh, this week, and then we have other teams kick off next weekend as well. So the World Baseball Classic leading up into the regular season. Uh, this year Bears watching Uh, it's supposed to be once every four years but there's been more than that between I think the uh, COVID and everything messed us up last time so I'm not sure how that shakes out as far as when we're going to have it again but baseball classic uh, you know you had a couple of people that were supposed to participate that couldn't uh, Clayton Kershaw they're saying officially there was not an exact reason why I once heard also heard at one point that it was uh, due to insurance and then not being willing to cover him. So I think that bears some watching on what happens there. Um, so keep an eye out on these teams getting ready for the World Baseball Classic. The other thing about spring training that's interesting to watch is this new pitch clock rule. We saw a couple of games in, one with Machado the other day, and then we also saw one with the Braves last weekend at spring training where the uh, batter was caught watching the uh, catcher instead of paying attention to the clock. Catcher wasn't his crouch either, but he wasn't ready in time. So the Braves Red Sox game this past weekend ended in a, in a tie uh, because since he wasn't ready to hit in time, then strike three was taken. So away you go game over, uh, you yeah couple of rules there. I think with people on base, it's 20 seconds. Uh, pitcher has to start his motion. Uh, fifteen, the bases are empty. Uh, batter has to be in the batter's box and ready by the time the clock says 8. Uh, if the batter's not ready in time, it can be an automatic strike. If the pitcher's not ready in time, that starts into his motion. It can't be an automatic ball. They only allowed a couple of pickoff throws over to the base. And if you throw over an extra time and you get him, that's fine. But if you don't get him, a ball will be assessed and the batter and the runner will be given the extra base. No shifts this year. So infielders have to be on the infield dirt and two guys on either side of second base. Uh, so no second baseman out in the short right field, gra- uh, short outfield grass. Uh, you know, throwing out that left-handed hitter from short right field on a ground ball. So uh, be interested to see the the idea is to try to get more singles, turn to base hits, and hopefully kind of help batting averages climb back up a little bit. So we'll see uh, bases be in a little bit bigger as well. They're hoping that it accounts for a few more stolen bases. They're also hoping that maybe it will also cut down on some injuries around the backs. So we'll see what happens there. Some of the feedback I've gotten is that the bases look ridiculous. A lot of us, resistant to change, are like, I don't know, I'm not sure what we think about it. Uh, the effort is to try to bring batting averages up, try to create more excitement, try to get uh, things in motion and whatever. Uh, I'm not sure what I think, but I'm interested to see it sort of play out and see what happens uh, there. The one thing uh, to keep in mind as far as that goes is there's a learning experience over spring training. So we'll see how that sort of continues to to pan out uh, before really being able to make a call uh, based on that. So once again, Roundtable Gumbo, Michael Harvey flying solo tonight. Uh, maybe Chandler will pop up. I don't think so. Other things going on. So, uh, Hope things get worked out for you there, Tanner. You can get back with me next week. Definitely miss uh, co-hosting with you. Had a lot of things going on the last couple of weeks here. Had one COVID week, and then we had state championship wrestling uh, in the state of Iowa a couple of weeks ago, so was out, but uh, hopefully uh, we are able to uh, get back in together and do this again, and it really is uh, one of the highlights of my week, so Hopefully, Tanner and I can be back at this again next Thursday night. So, once again, these rules in baseball, designed to cut down the injuries around the backs, designed to hopefully bring up batting averages, result in more balls put in play, maybe increase the stolen base as well. So, uh, you know, we'll see how those, how those things continue to sort of evolve. I think spring training is going to be that learning experience where people kind of figure that out and figure out what they're going to do there. So uh, you're going to see some mistakes, some games in, maybe some people get mad because they like the way something was called. Um, But it's a learning experience for everybody. So I think spring training is the time to sort of iron out those details. I don't know if it's really something that uh, I'm a huge fan of at all, but definitely willing to let it pan out and see. Uh, How this goes. So uh, the bigger bases are supposed to cut down, I don't know, by like three and a half inches or something. Uh, It's supposed to shorten the distance between bases. So the hope is that maybe a few more runners can be safe uh, when trying to steal. So we will see. Taking a look around the diamond, a few big news, news and notes from around the league. Uh, Gavin Lux, who is supposed to be the Dodgers starting shortstop after they did not re-sign Trey Turner and struck out on Dansby Swanton. Gavin Lux was supposed to be their starting shortstop this year moving over from second base. He also played a little bit of left field for them. Uh, He tore his ACL this past week in a spring training game on the play on the base pass and is going to miss the balance of this season. So, uh we'll see what that does for the Dodgers are they just going to try to plug in Chris Taylor over there are they going to go make another move for like a veteran what's going to happen there it'll be uh curious to see where that goes and how that pans out so uh keep an eye out for the Dodgers and what they do at the shortstop position uh Manny Machado uh, came out a week and a half ago, and announced his intention to opt out at the end of this year. So, in turn, the San Diego Padres and him worked out a deal that's going to extend him for 11 years and about 350 million or so. Uh, now, they have backloaded this contract to where it's not going to cost them as much over the next few years. The hope for the Cardinals franchise is that maybe it allows them to, I'm sorry, the hope for the Padres franchise. I don't know where the Cardinals from there. Uh, But the hope is that maybe it allows them to do some things like lock up Fernandez Tatis. uh, I got Tatis locked up, but lock up Juan Soto as he becomes a free agent after the 24 season um, and continue to sign the pieces for the uh, push for World Series. There's a lot of people around baseball that are very critical. The Padres pushed to sign these guys thinking that as a small market franchise, this is not sustainable for them. Uh, but the Padres ownership has come out and said, we want to win a championship and bring a title to San Diego as we've never had one. And Manny Machado wanted to be part of a winning organization as well. Of course, this team coming off uh, a nationally championship series appearance last year as they beat the Dodgers in the playoffs. Uh, they did succumb to the Phillies in the League Championship Series, so they were unable to make a return trip to the World Series for the first time since oh, 1998 or so. So, hopefully for this franchise, maybe they have a chance to get back there. But there are several other teams in the National League, such as the Dodgers, the Cardinals, possibly the Brewers. Don't laugh. They got a really good pitching staff, and they try to do some things for their offense in the off-season. Uh, the Mets, the Braves, the Phillies. Uh, some other teams that feel like they have something to say about that to try to make sure that does not happen. So, uh, But the Padres, definitely in the conversation, trying to be relevant. They signed Xander Bogart. Should be getting Tatis back after the first 20 games. So we'll see what happens there and if they can contend or not for a division championship and ultimately for – a nationally pennant and possibly even a World Series crown this next season. And they did suffer an injury on their pitching staff. Um, Joe Musgrove with an injury, so we'll see how long it takes him to bounce back to that. I think he broke a toe. So you still have Darvish. You still still have Snell. You still have some other pieces. They also brought Seth Lugo in as kind of a swing man who may end up being the number five starter early in the year for them. So they've done some things to try to add to their pitching staff, so we'll see what happens there. My hope is over the next couple of weeks, Chandler and I can kind of go through each of these divisions and sort of lay this out. But those are a couple of big new pieces of news around Major League Baseball. Uh, Lance McCullers for the Houston Astros, there's a lot of talk that they really need him healthy. He's already having some arm issues, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, if he's able to bounce back, if he's not healthy, um, it's really going to fall on the shoulders of Hunter Brown, who showed us some glimpses and was very good and brief action last year. Uh, but he may have a much uh, bigger role to play than the Astros expected out of him this year. You do have Fred Melvaldez, and you have Luis Garcia, and you have Christian Javier. If you have some other pieces on that pitching staff uh, to really help these guys, but Lance McCullers is the guy that they were really, really counting on after the loss of Justin Berlander. So uh, Hunter Brown, his importance and uh, the need for him to step up big and be a major contributor for this franchise, uh, the need for that may have increased uh, drastically. So we'll see what happens there with, with Houston. Uh, Cardo's the name to watch for them is Jordan Walker. Uh, he's good, uh, probably DH, maybe a quarter outfield spot. He's not going to uh, replace Arenado or Goldschmidt on the corners of that infield. But he is third-place eligible for fantasy purposes. But he's a guy that there's a lot of talk could be plugged into the middle of that batting order. So we'll see what happens there. Brewers. You got Jesse Winker. Uh, they also added a couple other pieces to go along with that pitching staff. You got uh, Burns who really came out uh, and was upset after his arbitration hearing. Uh, but you got Burns and Woodruff and Peralta and Hauser. So you've got some definite pieces in that rotation. The question with the Brewers is do they have enough bullpen help and have they done enough just around you know, Adames and Yelick and Winker and uh, Rowdy Tellez and do, do they have enough offensively? Uh, Luis Urias do they have enough pieces to really be able to contend offensively? Oh, William Contreras uh, over from the Braves behind the plate for them as well. So something to look out for in that Central Division. I still think that's the only team that's really going to push the Cardinals if anybody is. Some people think the Cubs maybe have arrived or signaled that they're ready with that signing of Dansby Swanson. Uh, we'll see the Cubs still have a little bit of a ways to go, I believe, but we'll see what happens there. As far as no real other major injuries that I'm hearing about yet in major league baseball, spring training games, just really got kicked off, you know, in the last week or so. So, uh um, not much to note for sure on scores. Obviously, you know, keeping an eye out for some of these back of the rotation spots, bullpen spots, bench spots on some of these teams, uh, you know, they're definitely looking at some of the bats and looking at some people's performances, but those things uh, definitely matter a lot more than the individual scores that happen on a daily basis. So, you know, Let's keep an eye on what happens around the league, and we will definitely be digging more into that over the next few weeks as we come closer and closer to baseball season getting started. Opening night for Major League Baseball, and all 30 teams are going to play. Uh, opening night, but that is four weeks from tonight. So get ready, Sports City. Uh, Chandler and I will have a Thursday night uh, roundtable gumbo show uh, the night of opening night, Major League Baseball. So we're talking about action all around the major leagues that night. So, uh, definitely something to look forward to uh, around the baseball diamond. So, other than that, Sports City, I'm sure you guys don't want to hear me go on and on all night. So, those are the things that I just kind of wanted to hit in the sporting world, and just sort of serve that up for you real quick, just give you guys a little food for thought uh, from the kitchen tonight on an abbreviated version of Round Table Gumbo, so it's a quick recap. We'll probably have a draft special again in April, uh, have some other things happening as well. But shout-out to all the other chefs, first and foremost. TP, without him, wouldn't be here. Much love and respect for him. Uh, secondly, my co-host, Mr. Chandler Knight. You now we got some other things going on this week, but definitely excited to uh, – have you back in the saddle so we can be alongside and get this thing done uh, together. We're a lot more entertaining when it's two of us. So uh, hopefully have you back very soon and we can, uh, tag, I can have my tag team partner back and we can get this thing done. Right. On Thursday nights, uh, shout out to the villain, Mr. Barry, Jordan, the Jordan foundation, uh, prayers up to the Jordan family, everything going on there. Also to Mr. Sirius Simmons, everything that he does, man. These guys have really become families in this sports city. It's a pleasure and a privilege to uh, break things down with these guys week in and week out, and I very much enjoy it. So, look forward to that. We'll see if we can get some uh, other guests and things going on over the course of the next few weeks. But, lots going on in the sporting world. Like I said, basketball, college wrapping up, NBA in the home stretch. Uh, we got Baseball is starting to get kicked off, the World Baseball Classic starting up. We got college wrestling happening. We got the NFL combine right now, all that pro days and spring football in the college front, everything leading up to the NFL draft uh, coming up in April. So uh, there is definitely something out there in the sports world for people to be excited about. Oh, and even though I don't talk a lot about hockey, the Rangers getting Patrick Kane, a big move for them as they really try to push to contend for a Stanley Cup this year. So uh, listen, keep an eye out at Sports City for everything that we do. Don't forget to check out PHIapparel.co. Use the promo code chefs at checkout to get 15% off um, any of your Philly clothing needs. Uh, check out the blog, the website, sportscitychefs.com. Check out the barbershop on Clubhouse, all the different things we got going on there as well. And as always, laissez les bons and as the big homie TP always says, tell a friend to tell a friend it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Peace. Guys.